grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. I want to read our text today from Exodus 34. Moses cut two tablets of stone like the first one of the Ten Commandments. He rose early in the morning and went up on Mount Sinai as the Lord had commanded him and took in his hand the two tablets of stone. The Lord descended in a cloud and stood with him there and proclaimed the name of the Lord. The Lord passed before him and proclaimed, Yahweh, Yahweh the Lord, a God, merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness, keeping his steadfast love for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, but who will by no means clear the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers of the children and the children's children to the third and fourth generation. Moses quickly bowed his head toward the earth and worshiped. Dear friends of Christ, Jimmy Wayne, he learned never to trust a soul. That's why he never unpacked his bag. Little Jimmy Wayne, can't blame him. Little Jimmy Wayne knew his father, or never knew his father, and his mother was in and out of prison, and one of the times when she wasn't out of prison, uh, she uh, shacked up with another no-good man. And they loaded Jimmy into their old Oldsmobile, Oldsmobile Delta 88, and they lived in that car for a whole year. Little Jimmy Wayne learned to never trust a soul. He never unpacked his bags. After living in the backseat of that car for a, a year, little Jimmy Wayne was dumped off at the train depot in Pensacola, Florida as his mother and her boyfriend sped off in the Delta 88, leaving him all alone with his bags. Little Jimmy Wayne needed a new beginning. And that leads us to our theme this Palm Sunday, a new beginning. We're in the seventh installment of our series in the book of Exodus. Today, Exodus chapter 34 and it's about a new beginning. Uh, Aaron, the high priest, needed a new beginning. Uh, the children of Israel needed a new beginning. You and I, we need a new beginning. And of course, new beginning is absolutely necessary. Now, if you were here last Wednesday, I want to recap. Uh, if you weren't here, this is the recap. You remember in Exodus chapter 32 that uh, Aaron and the Israelites had faced a huge crisis. Moses had gone up to Mount Sinai to get the Ten Commandments. He'd been gone for 40 days and 40 nights. This was a problem. Their leader had disappeared. Uh, was Moses dead? Had God abandoned them? They didn't know. And the Israelites, the text says, grew impatient. They were impatient. And they decided to build a golden calf to worship. And their leader was gone. It seemed as God had turned away from them. So they decided they're going to turn away from God. And they built this golden, uh, this golden calf. And you remember this idol? Do you remember what they named it? They named the idol Yahweh the Lord. They indulged then in pagan revelry and sexual immorality. Do you remember all that? What did Moses do when he came down from Mount Sinai and found all that? 
He was so furious that he took the Ten Commandments and he smashed them. And that begins our narrative today. Then Yahweh told Moses, Chisel out two stone tablets like the first ones, and I'll write on them the same words that were written on the tablets you smashed. And Moses had to start all over. A new beginning. The, the tablets had been crushed. They needed new commandments because they had been smashed and destroyed. And let's face it, we may not smash the Ten Commandments physically, but we certainly, certainly ignore them. These Ten Commandments, we don't take them into memory. Most of you would be hard-pressed to, to recite them. And we do break them. And we do disobey them. And we do smash them. Our sinful hearts can lead us to anger. Our sinful hearts, we become bitter, we become impatient. We become faithless and selfless, as selfish. God has every right to dump us off at the train depot in Pensacola, Florida and abandon us forever. But He doesn't. He doesn't. A new beginning is totally possible. Then Yahweh came down in a cloud and stood there with Moses and He called out His name, Yahweh! Yahweh comes down frequently in the book of Exodus. In Exodus chapter 3, Yahweh came down in a burning bush. In Exodus chapter 19, Yahweh came down in Mount Sinai. In Exodus chapter 40, Yahweh came down to fill the tabernacle with His glory. Do you get the picture? Do you understand? We can't go up to God. So God has to come down to us. And God comes down to us right where we are in the basement of all our broken commandments. And He makes His dwelling here with evil, sinful people. And what does God do when He comes down? What does Jesus do when He gets here? Does He scold us? Does He shame us, berate us, belittle us? Condemn us? Punish us? No. Instead, God cries out from our text, I am a compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness, maintaining love to thousands and forgiving wickedness, rebellion, and sin. A new beginning, totally possible. Even with people who make a golden calf and worship it and call it Yahweh. A new beginning is totally possible because God is compassionate. That Hebrew word for compassion, I love it. Rahum. Rahum. It's closely related with the same word uh, for uh, a mother's womb. Rahem. Rahum and Rahem. The two words related. So that if you understand the emotional attachment a woman has for her unborn child still in the womb, then you get an idea of the word compassion. And that's the kind of love God has for you. He's a compassionate God. 
slow to anger, a gracious God, abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness, slow to anger. Listen, if God were quick to anger, if, if God would throw firebolts every time we sinned, if God would send uh, rockets of wrath every time we broke a commandment, we'd all be destroyed. There'd be none here. But God shouts from Sinai, Yahweh! I'm slow to anger. I'm abounding in steadfast love. Abounding. That word abounding. It means God's, God's love isn't limited. There's no limit to His mercy. There's no limit to His love and forgiveness. It is like the federal government. Whenever there's a need, they just print more of it. God just prints off more steadfast love, but there's a difference. There's a difference because this national treasury is an infinite treasury that comes from God, and it never runs out. The national government can go bankrupt. <laughs> God go bankrupt. God go in debt. <laughs> Can't happen. Never. In our text, God says He forgives the iniquity and transgression and sin. There are three words in Hebrew for sin. And here God uses all three words for sin. Wickedness, rebellion, and sin. Why does He use all three? To let us know that God forgives every type of sin. Every type of sin. There's no sin God can't forgive. There's no offense Christ's blood will not be able to cover. Wickedness. He forgives wickedness. The word wickedness here means twisted depravity. He forgives that twisted depravity in your heart. The twisted depravity of mankind. And we are depraved. Our morals are in question. And then there's that word for sin, rebellion. Rebellion is treason. And in some governments, uh, the punishment for treason is death. Well, what do you think the punishment is in God's kingdom for breaking a commandment for treason against God? Eternal death? What happens when we rebel against His commandments? Rebellion. Well, if we turn to Him, He's slow to anger. If we return to Him, He's abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. He maintains love to thousands, forgiving wickedness and rebellion and sin. Sin, that's that third word for sin. It, it's, it's to miss the mark, and the mark are the Ten Commandments. The mark is obeying those those commands of God to love God perfectly and to love your neighbor perfectly and don't hurt God and don't hurt other people and don't hurt yourself. We take aim, but we miss. And we hurt ourselves and we hurt God and we hurt the people around us. Yahweh forgives wickedness, rebellion, and sin. And where do we put where do he put all that? Where did he put all that sin? Well, this brings us to Palm Sunday. This brings us to Palm Sunday. As Jesus enters into Jerusalem riding on a donkey, because, of course, 
what's coming is Friday. Where he's going to enter into Jerusalem to suffer and die, to pay the price for our brokenness and to forgive us. He's going to, he's going to pay the price. He's going to take all that wickedness and all that, all that uh, rebellion and all that sin and he's going to place it upon himself for mankind to save them. Hosanna. Jesus, Yahweh in the flesh, is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love, abounding in faithfulness, maintaining love to thousands, and forgiving wickedness, rebellion, and sin. And Jesus teaches this love. Jesus lives this love. Jesus demonstrates this love. By shedding His blood on the cross for you. And Palm Sunday announces it. Good Friday proved it. And Easter Sunday celebrates it. Amazing, amazing Holy Week. You know, one day, aimlessly walking around Pensacola, Florida, Jimmy Wayne. Remember little Jimmy Wayne? Little Jimmy Wayne spotted a man named Russ who was working in his garage. And when he and his wife, B discovered that little Jimmy Wayne had no home and no family, they offered him to stay in their home, to live with them. And it was like heaven. He had a bed. He had food. He had a hot bath. He even had a TV. However, little Jimmy Wayne had learned, never trust a soul. And he didn't unpack his bags. Well, God offers us a new beginning, but this new beginning is entirely optional. It's entirely dependent upon you. And you can choose to refuse to unpack your baggage. You can choose to not trust in Him. And you can reject His divine love. Be callous and aloof and distant in all that. Or you can be like Moses. Moses immediately threw himself on the ground and worshipped. I invite you to be like Moses. To trust who God is and to trust who He claims to be. Yahweh! Yahweh! A merciful God, gracious, slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness, maintaining love to thousands, forgiving wickedness and sin and rebellion. I want you to say that over and over again. Say that over and over again until that dr truth drowns out all the doubt you have about your God and His existence. Until that, that truth drowns out all shame and doubt you have because of your sin and your past. Throw yourself before Yahweh. Plead for His mercy and grace. So let me put it this way. Be a sponge, not a rock. You know, what happens when you put a, a rock into the ocean? Well, the water hits that rock, but the inside of the rock remains untouched. But what happens when you put a sponge 
into the ocean. The sponge absorbs all that the ocean has to offer. God's abounding steadfast love surrounds us like an ocean. Are you a rock or a sponge? During Holy Week, God's love surrounds you. Palm Sunday. Monday, Thursday. Good Friday. Easter Resurrection Sunday. So are you a rock or a sponge? Little Jimmy Wayne had been rejected so many times in his life that he was much more like a rock. Hard inside, bitter, unmoved. We get that. We understand that. All the brokenness that he had. All that pain. Not being able to trust. We get that. It took another month before B. And and by the way, Jimmy never unpacked his bag until Russ and B finally convinced Jimmy that their love for him was genuine. Jimmy Wayne finally, finally unpacked his bag. Jimmy Wayne is now a famous country music singer. He's a songwriter. But his new beginning started when he learned to trust, when he unpacked his bag. It's time. It's time for us to unpack our baggage of sin. Palm Sunday. Hosanna. And we shout to the Lord, Lord, save us! Save us now! And that's exactly what our exalted Lord did. And the shouts in Jerusalem that day, Hosanna, Hosanna to the King of David! Long live the King! Save us, O King. And Jesus did. And like a sponge, He absorbed all of that brokenness. He absorbed all of that which is in us. All that wickedness and all that rebellion and all that, all that, all that sin. He absorbed it to Himself. He took all that brokenness away. And we, like sponges, we just soak up all the grace. like a sponge. He's the King of Kings. Hosanna in the highest. Our past is behind us. God's grace is before us. A new beginning is here. And we found an eternal home with Jesus. Celebrate that as you enter into the Holy Week. Amen. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.